When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A little bit more. I really should put markers down. You tried. I did. The, the tape on the carpet. We We tried and we failed. How's your audio? Sound good to you? Sounds fine to me. All right then. Ooh. And I can put you in business class. What's that? Is that a song that I don't know about? Yeah, Jack Harlow's first class. I don't know who Jack Harlow is. He's releasing a new album. Who is he? He's got that one jam that everyone went gaga for last year, uh, First Class. You know it. I just can't sing. Oh, I was like, I have no idea who that person is yeah. or that song. And I, I mocked him because I was like, oh, who's this guy? I think you're drinking out of a huge, like, 40 of iced yeah, tea. <laughs> pour some out for my, uh, for my homies. For homies. <laughs> the te, te Java or is it Tejava? I have no idea. Do you speak Spanish? I don't know if it's even Spanish. Oh, I always thought it was, but Java is coffee, uh-huh. so I wonder if it's... But te, tea. Mm, te amo. <laughs> but T-E is tea in Spanish. Yeah. With the accent on the E. Because it's te. Yeah, same thing in French. Te. Uh, te. Okay. Oh, te, buckwheat. Are you ready, Katie? I'm ready. All right. Well, well I guess ready. we can get started at any point. Well, welcome back to another episode of Opinions That Don't Matter. I'm Sean. And I'm Sweaty Buddy. It's hot out. I just walked the dog. My name's Katie. And it's Ron. <laughs> no, um, it's it finally feels kind of like summertime, even though we had a wicked storm last night. It was awesome. It was super cool. I am such a weather nerd. I know. I love Texas weather because it's so fucking wild. It was loud, aggressive, loud and profound. Yeah, the, the thunder and the lightning is just... Very, very frightening. Exactly. Mama mia. Oh, my God. Speaking of which... I don't know if I'll be able to find this person, but I'm sure I can Google around and get to the link. In my Instagram feed this morning, it was beautiful. They sent me this uh, weatherman who takes challenges from his viewers to try to incorporate lyrics into his weather forecasting. And the newest one was uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. And he was like, thunderbolts and lightning, very, very frightening. But what I'm concerned, and he goes in, it's like, it weaves it in so well. And he has like a week to do it. So he has a week of his writing. Yeah. Or a week of his forecasting to get in as many of the lyrics as he can. That's cool. And it was really fun. This guy's changing the game. And he was like, I see a silhouette of a thundercloud. I mean, it was so good. (laughs) Nice. I thought it was cute. What a cute, nice, you know, PG thing on the internet. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I saw that and it was good. R.I.P. Let's take a moment to recognize another weatherman who has passed away, though. Passed away? Who? Jerry Springer. He's he not was, a weatherman. Wasn't he a weatherman at some point? No, I thought he just was a, a congressman who paid for a hooker with a check and got caught. No, well, he was the, he he lived a lot of lives. He was the mayor of Cincinnati. And That's he when was, he got in trouble for paying. With a check. Yes, which is so 80s. But well, maybe you know. it was the 80s. And who do I make it out to? <laughs> Destiny. Candy? Yeah. No? No? Okay. Uh, yeah. So he got busted for I mean, that. At least he's paying, right? 
Jerry, Jerry. It's consensual, two adults. 76 hopefully. years old. He passed away uh, hmm. today um, what, or what yesterday. What else? Do you know? I don't know. Um, you know. Good question. Yeah. Anyways, he was great entertainment in the 90s. Everyone was Man, watching that. everybody. But the thing is, though, I never liked it. I'm going to be honest. R.I.P. No. Jerry Springer. I don't like anybody to pass away. I don't think he was a bad dude, I don't think. Um, not that I even know him at all. But I don't like that kind of drama on television. And then, like, all the talk shows tried to do it. Like, Montel turned into that. And everybody started doing that. Like, who's the dad? are you the father like all that stuff forever and then they fight on stage wait we're gonna bring out someone else yeah and then they'd bring out someone they just elevate the game every time and and then the woman that was usually like pregnant pregante she was pregnante pregnort and she was like what supposed to pretend she like has no idea i don't know well it was staged a lot of it was well a lot of it was made up fabricated and that was when um talk daytime talk shows mm. re- he really elevated the game and got people watching because it was so absurd so well it was already made, a big deal because we had oprah sally jesse Raphael, montel um yeah it was a slow uh degradation of the quality you start with like let's say uh we had the other lady phil donahue and yes. then you know then oprah and then sally and then uh who was the brown-haired lady no 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 Oh, she was in How mm-hmm. Mary and Axe Murder? Yes. It'll oh, come yeah. to me. I'll look it up. Anyways, She has continue. one of the best lines ever. She says, oh, Rolls Royce, that's like the Cadillac of automobiles. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? Jenny Jones. Oh, my mm. God. Ricky Lake. Ricky Lake. There it is. She's a good Maury. actress. Maury. How could we forget Maury? Montel. Rosie O'Donnell show. Yeah. They tried to clean up their act after a while because it w- it became so salacious and crazy. Yeah. But it was good entertainment. And even the guy who is the bouncer, they had a bouncer on that show, Steve. Yep. He was like famous in his own right. And then he got his own show afterwards because what do you need Jerry for? You know, I'm just going to bounce <laughs> yeah, the I'm show. I'm just going to bounce people. <laughs> just people just a, come on the stage, he just punches them. Yeah. Fall. He's like a referee and fight. But uh, anyways, it's kind of sad when, you know, people pass away that were... You know, larger than life for a certain time. Mm-hmm. Not that I knew the person, but I, I always thought he was, well, he was always... too young, too. 76, isn't that old? No, this is the 90s. Oh, he was 76. Yeah, you said when someone passes away, I was like, yeah, he wasn't that old. It was like, he's 76. Yeah, young. I'll have to look up what, what happened. He died of pancreatic cancer. Oh. Yay. That's horrible. Mm-hmm. Terrible. It's 79. 79. So let's get our facts straight, because we don't get those straight very often. Anyway, I really enjoyed him. Uh, I thought he was interesting. And every time I saw him being interviewed, he just looked like he was having a good time. Mm-hmm. You know, a- after the show, whenever he'd pop up in media, he was just, he was gre- gregarious, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't taking things too seriously. Yeah, always like, fun time, Charlie. Yeah. Bah, 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 bah. And so I appreciated him. And mm-hmm. I just want to take a moment on the podcast oh. to recognize a person who came before us. Yeah. <laughs> Paved the way. <laughs> what? He would probably have a wild p- podcast. He probably would. Maybe. I don't know what he's really... I mean, he's clearly into like, woo, good times. Yeah. Anyway, what else? Oh, what else? Um, I discovered something Mm -hmm. that I think everyone needs to know about. Because as you know, as of New Year's... Why are your hands so cold and clammy? I don't know. Maybe because I'm excited about the news. Okay. In the news. For those of you who don't know me that well, but maybe I've alluded to it. Mm-hmm. I have recently converted to uh, a new fan base um, oh. as of January. It was actually New Year's Eve. I saw a concert performance on television 
and I was oh, Dolly Parton in Miley Cyrus. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So and the next yeah. day, I joined the Smilers. <laughs> it's I, not a thing, Sean. It is. That's the fan base. That's what we call ourselves. I don't think that's true, but okay. <sighs> okay. Well. So, anyways, uh, I paid my five ninety nine. I joined the the fan base, and um, there wasn't a lot of information. But you know, you you go deep on Discord. You're looking for you know backtracks and things like this. Uh-huh. Because I, I really bullsh- like the music. I think, I think it's good. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize she was that big of a star. Uh, I always thought... Oh, She's been famous for fucking ever. I know, but I never paid attention. But that concert, mm-hmm. really, I was like, wow, this is a real performer, you know? Mm-hmm. Anyways, I just found out. And this is why maybe my hands are clammy. I'm, I'm very excited. They are called the Smilers. We. You are not part of this. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... She has uh, an album potentially that came out at the exact same time as her latest album. Mm-hmm. It's a secret album that dropped at the same time. Can like how how big of a star, you know, are you? You mean with Endless Summer? Yeah. So I'm confused. I'm gonna pull it up real quick. Miley Cyrus mm-hmm. album of breakup tracks reportedly surfaces under pseudonym. Miley Cyrus is re- is rumored to have secretly released an album of breakup songs and possibly demos last month. This twelve tra- uh, twelve track re- <laughs> can't even say this, this twelve track re- <laughs> I'm following you. The twelve track record reportedly landed on streaming platforms on March 10th, the same day Cyrus dropped her eighth full length album, Endless Summer Vacation. So she released two albums at once, but she released it under a different name. And it's uh, the name is Clara Pierce. Is this like a Garth Brooks does an album in his uh, fake name? I guess. I don't know. I'm, what was I'm, his name again? His fake name with his black hair pulled across? Oh, yeah. Across. Clint Black? Yeah, something like that. No, Clint Black's a real person. It is. It? It's a real country singer. Right. So he's offended already. Right, right. <laughs> anyway, so she's got two albums out and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm not that big of a fan, but I'm going to... I'm gonna tune in and see what this uh, the second personality is like. Yeah, maybe she she goes all you know goth or something. It'd be fun to have your own maybe. persona. We could start a different podcast, and you and I could be Chris Gaines. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he's a member of um oh what's it called? I can't uh Jane's uh, Jane's addiction. <laughs> <laughs> he kind of looks like the guitarist guy, Dave, what's his butt? Uh, Dave Navarro? Navarro. I mean, he it looks, looks like, like Jane's Addiction if it was uh, Creed's version of Jane's Well, Jane's Addiction. Addiction meets, what's one of those like angsty teen, uh, like Old Glory or what's those? Old Glory. Isn't there some bad angsty, I've never liked it, no offense if you like this kind of music, but like eh, whiny music where they wear eyeliner. Uh, Jared Leto even had a band, which is Oh, fine, that's but. actually a really good band. I know, 30 but it was seconds like, to Mars? Yeah, but it was in that era. There's something glory, faded glory. Oh, yeah. Old, Newfound glory. Newfound glory. I knew we'd get there. The pop punk music? He kind of looks like that. Right, right. With his little his little soul patch and his fake hair. I don't even like, know. Flip it's his like, hair to the side. It's like when Shane used to remember Shane Dawson used to straighten his hair. I think it, it was, was a look. Uh, Justin Bieber brought that in, didn't he usher in that, mm-hmm. that hairstyle? Or around that time he came to be and he had that hairstyle when he was first like discovered. Mm-hmm. So I would argue that maybe it was already popular because he was like a teen. Right. Play cool. And then everybody was like, yeah. And they'd like fling their man bangs around. <laughs> My man bangs. 
you know, it was a thing. I yeah. never, I never really, that was not my, was not my thing. No, no, I said no to Chris Gaines or the man bangs. Fair enough. No, thanks. Well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now that that's settled. I'm glad. Uh, should we tell them what we've been up to in our private lives? Sure. We have joined a gym, another cult. I wouldn't call it a gym. I am adverse to the word gym and I hate gyms. Gymnasium. We joined a fitness. Fitness. I don't know. It's almost like it has yoga, Pilates. It has classes. It's like a, I mean, I guess gyms have classes, but there's not a, ton, it's not like free weights. You don't see people like, there's not a ton of that. There's just a little area that has like some weights. Right. And we haven't even done that part. It's interesting. So I, I have a love hate relationship mm-hmm. right now. How do you feel? I feel actually good. I was like, maybe I will go today. Yeah. I feel but good too. But I also too. am used to, so, okay, let's, so the, the place that we've joined is called Hot Works and they're all over the place. California, Texas, New York, they're everywhere. Have you looked at them? They're everywhere. I have not. There's like a gazillion locations. That's the business to be in is franchising. Well, you can franchise them. No, I mean being the master franchisee. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. So I had been looking for a place to call home. I miss Hot 8 Yoga that I used to go to in Santa Monica. And going back just made me even more realize that I need like group workouts, which this doesn't quite fit the bill, but it's cheaper and it's okay. And it's, it'll do it for now. Um, I tried black swan yoga, which everybody's like, it's from Houston or Austin originally. And it's the best. I hated it. No offense to black swan yoga. Just not my style. It wasn't. I mean, hate is a strong word. Maybe you didn't enjoy it. Yeah. I wouldn't go back. Okay. Period. So. Also, I just did their traditional flow. I think that's a good way to test something out. Like, what are they known for? They're like, this is our flow. And I was like, first of all, yoga shouldn't be like 40 minutes. That was my frustration. Anyway, so <clears throat> tried that, didn't work. Um, I had looked another, we have like, uh, there's like Pure Bar and all sorts of different workout places around here. Haven't tried those. I might try those a little bit. But Hotworks was like reasonably priced. And we've been going. It's very interesting. You walk in the door and it's ultra secure. You have to have a passcode to get mm-hmm. in. Like, it's not like you can just walk in the building. No. There, And once you get inside, there's a small little desk and then you just enter the fitness zone. And the fitness zone is a bunch of saunas. Mm-hmm. There's like seven units. Yes. And the workout place, it's not saunaed. Right. And so it's, it's quite small. Mm-hmm. It's like going to a tanning salon. But instead of tanning... You're doing like little... Uh, virtually guided workouts whether it's yoga pilates bar yeah in each sauna room there i think there's like seven Mm -hmm. there's a tv screen Mm -hmm. and oh about a thousand degrees so you slide open this little glass door a thousand degrees you get into the pod and it's okay sean hasn't done hot yoga like i had been doing in a long time i've been in a sauna before and it's 120 degrees so and that's they say Anywhere between 120 and 125, you're, you're good to go. Good to go is a relative <laughs> term. Uh, good to be cooked like a spatch chicken is another way of describing it. Anyway, so the first one we did was uh, bar class. Bar. Mm-hmm. Bar yoga. Bar none. Bar it's none. called. Okay. That was cool. I, I went mm-hmm. through it. It was a little a little tough, uh, but it's 45 minutes. You know, So you get through it. You're sweating profusely. And then you can't stop sweating. Even when you get home. It and takes you a while, your body to come down. Sean sk- feels so. <laughs> your skin feels like you've been cooked because you're sitting in infrared rays 
It's it supposed is. to help like pro, uh, promote like healing and blood flow and all sorts of things. And I actually feel better when I'm, I feel better when I get to sweat it out like that. Maybe it's a weird thing. I know Larry, my mom's boyfriend loves to sweat it out too. You love a sauna. I love a sauna. Maybe that's why I don't find it so, I don't know, painful. I don't find it painful. Mm. It's invigorating. It but is. But a stinging sensation, <laughs> like as if you put uh, See, I don't get menthol. That. All over your body. Oh. I feel like I'm covered in menthol. Maybe it's because we're washing with that soap. <gasps> Dr. Bronner. It has nothing to do with this. <laughs> <So, laughs> what did you say the other day? Watch out. Don't get near your butthole. That's going to sting. Yeah. And you're like, I'm going to wash my face. He acted like I was so crazy. And I was like, don't put the peppermint Dr. Bronner's near your beehole. It will burn. There was a said, guy. He said on, no eye hole. No, no nose ear, hole. I said protect your holes from Dr. Bronner's. Oh, my God. There was this guy on TikTok that... <laughs> He doesn't know that you're supposed to like dilute because Dr. Bronner's, if anybody doesn't know, there's a, a soap. It's like a liquid Castile soap with essential oils. And you put like a little bit on your washcloth, like, and then you get it wet and you kind of, you're supposed to dilute it. It's supposed to be like three to one, essentially. Uh, I did not know this. Haven't you read the bottle or even? Okay. Dr. Bronner's makes a fantastic product. I love but it. But it has a shit ton of stuff on the bottle. It's an essay. No, but the the only part is a big box. It says dilute, dilute, dilute in big, bold letters. I missed that one. Anyways, so here, you're supposed to dilute it. And I should have, yes, I should have told you because I've known this forever. Um, you're supposed to dilute about three to one. And this guy on TikTok, he must just not know like you. And he's a dude. He didn't read the instructions. And he mix the peppermint with the eucalyptus he put so much on his washcloth yeah i was like terrified for his b-hole and his eye hole all his holes and homeboy first of all he was like i feel so cold afterwards right he's putting on like straight oils because he's not diluting it enough oh my god this whole time i thought it was the sauna i really i feel like i'm i'm mentholated right now i think it's because you're using too much <laughs> <sighs> Okay, well, we have a bottle that has some... I'm just going to fill some of it with water to save you from yourself. Okay. Perfect. Crisis averted. (laughs) Or I can... We can save this bottle. I'll get another one and we'll just dilute it as we use it. You know what I think may be happening is we... You're like going in with like a full... Coating of menthol. And then I go do the yoga workout and it gets into my pores. Uh, Yeah. I was like, why is your skin hurting you? It's not hurting. It's just. No, but like tender is weird. You're like, like, I feel like I'm like kind of burning. Like I got sunburned. (laughs) I'm like, no, I don't feel that. (laughs) Well, I'm here to tell you. You're like that guy I watched. It was so much. He put peppermint, eucalyptus, and then proceeded to wash his body. I put it straight on. You put it straight on. Yeah. On my face. It doesn't burn your eyes. I mean. My eyelids aren't burning. You know, like sometimes when you get sunscreen or whatever, it doesn't feel like that. I just feel like really minty. <laughs> that also explains why we're going through it so fast. I was like, this bottle should last us like six months. Mm. My Sean's feet just feel like, la, 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 yeah. la. Oh, man, I'm so stupid. No, it's just, it's. <laughs> Listen, in my defense, that bottle, the, the writing, there's, there's so a ton. much. But now there's scripture. But I'll show you the box that's all like, it's squared out where you would normally like if you looked at a, a product and you went like this it's right there do you okay. know what i mean like if you're looking for the directions it is a frustration of mine as my eyes have uh weakened mm-hmm. I, I and it's tiny print yeah but everything has tiny print on now like i can read this but when someone doesn't have contrast oh you yeah know, you're like gray on black you're like how rude yeah 
What about the people who are, you know, have... Ageism. That's it. Ageism. That's it. Okay, well, that's... So, yeah, that's... don't put... Dilute the brawners. That's the that's the moral of this story. Right. But also, infrared saunas feel good. They feel great. However, oh, yeah. yesterday... Sean couldn't... Yeah. Okay, so let me set up the stage for this, and then you can share. So, we had been just tippy-toeing in. I'd read this big blog post from this woman who was just trying, like me, trying to find something different to do because she gets bored easily and she loves a sauna, but saunas are expensive and blah, 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 blah. So in her blog post, she said this bar, the bar none is the easiest class. So we started with that. Then she said the next hardest was like yoga. So we did that next. And I was just kind of building up to be like, how is this? How hard is this going to be? And Sean's like, I feel like we need to do more than one because they have these little short 15-minute classes you can take with like rowing or an elliptical or what's the last one bike the bike the cycling and i was like oh okay because i i wasn't sure about those ones i'm gonna be honest and so i told sean well we'll he really likes the rowing so i was like okay well we'll sign up for rowing and then we'll do our regular and elliptical i love an elliptical mm -hmm. I that one just like happened cycling. to be booked or i was having trouble finding the times anyway it doesn't matter so we did rowing first we showed up a couple minutes yeah. late or just right on time so Which we didn't really have time. You to want get to get there early up. and like sit in and figure it out, especially with like equipment, because I don't even know. Acclimate to the 125 degrees. <laughs> but we went from the exterior to the interior into our little sweat cabin, our sweat lodge. We started rowing, and I need to get gloves because my fingers hurt. But the one thing about this uh, franchise mm -hmm. is that it's very compact. You can only put three people in a room. I say you can only put two people. That's how small it is. It's. it's I mean, you can fit three. It's just tight, and we just usually go in together. And I think it's great with COVID. I'm sure that was wonderful for people when things were all. But wonky. I was I was rowing right, and the the ladies like throw your arms out and stick your chest out. <laughs> I did that, and I whacked my elbow on the wall. I was like, damn it, you know. When I said, I'm like, do you want the middle one? Or and Sean's like, I'll do my own thing. No. Don't worry about it. I didn't say that. Yeah, you did. No, I I went in. No, I said you should have been on a different one. Why don't you move? Oh, yeah. I was like, it's okay. And you were like, I'm I doing just my moved, own thing. I moved my machine over a little bit and I was fine. But it was just funny that the setup was like this and we were rushed. And Yeah, it um, felt very frazzled and I don't like being frazzled. I don't like being late. Yeah. And then the, well, it doesn't matter. But so we were all amped up. We did our 15 minute row. Yeah. And I survived it. I felt pretty good. Yeah. And then came the disaster. Well, I was nervous about those 15-minute ones because they're like cardio more. And I was like, ooh, that sounds really hard. But Sean wanted to do it. So we did it. So then what we said was let's do a bang-bang. A bang-bang. Go from thought, one to the next. 15 minutes won't be enough, so let's get two classes in. Okay. And the second class was uh, Power Band Express. It's just called Bands. Bands. You're giving it a lot of words. It's just hot works bands. Right. And uh, the girl. So you take those little stretchy bands and we took the weakest one because the girl at the front was like, you're going to think you can do the strongers. Just don't for your first time. My recommendation is to stick with the light one. I learned from the last time I did <laughs> hot yoga with weights, use the the lightest, lightest weight mm -hmm. and just don't have an ego about it. Because you do a ton of reps. It's yeah. not about like, I can do, you know, 10 of these. You're like, no, can you hold your arms out with it for a while? That's mm -hmm. kind of what you usually do. We were in there and Katie was buff and like flexing and <laughs> I wasn't either. And I was like, 
And then all of a sudden, the wave of uh, sickness fell over me. And I was like, I'm going to barf all over Katie. And <laughs> it's going to be the grossest senior. I really I felt nauseous. And I was so, like, get out of here. I was like, go throw up. So I said, you know what, Sean? Just collect your thoughts and go to your happy place. <laughs> and then I fell down. And, <laughs> and I, I sat there for 40 minutes. Probably. I got five minutes in. and then, But I, I, I was defeated that day. My arms were so tired from the rowing. And then the bands I thought was going to be legs, but it was arms too. So my arms were like, just doing like basic things. I hung in there for most of it. And here's the I couldn't do the last one with the bands at all. I had to just do it. No bands. Sans bands. Here's the part that just drove me absolutely bonkers because I was nauseous and kicking myself in my head. You know, I was like, yeah. So stupid. You talking to yourself. You know, the whole time. And I'd How'd that help? And... No. It didn't. I was just doing it anyways. I was mentally beating myself up mm-hmm. as I was curled into a ball sweating. And I really was. I was like doing child's pose mm-hmm. or corpse pose or whatever pose. No, you were just sitting, you were sitting on your knees kind of. Yeah. And uh, the girl who's leading the class on the TV screen <laughs> is so fucking chipper. And she's, she's like, she's like trying you to got to... this. We can do this together. I'm like. You can do this all 80 pounds. You, but she was like a solid ball of muscle, you yeah. know. Like, everybody not, said Ashley B was like, she that's her name is like really intense. And she was super, she was with the hardest band too. She's not even sweating. No, and she's talking. Well, I don't the whole think time. they have them heated when they're doing the classes to teach them because you don't want to be like dripping. That's what I thought was going on. I was like, there's no way she's this they're chipper. in an air conditioned studio with a background that looks like a sauna. And it's the same size, so you can see how they're staggered to make it work. I you think know? even the screen, they're they're in a bigger room. I think they're in a bigger room also. Yeah, I was like, your elbow don't do like this against the wall. <laughs> you have about three more feet of space than but we do. she was uh, in phenomenal shape, mm-hmm. running through all the bands and the moves. And I was like, my God, I can't keep up. Yeah. And then I just wanted to... You wanted to punch her in the face? No, I just wanted to fade away. Just... <laughs> you could have gotten out of the sauna. No, I But I, I had to, to finish my thing. I wanted to at least finish the, the sauna because the sauna is good. The sauna is great. And then I came home and I couldn't stop sweating. Mm-hmm. And then last night I went to bed relatively early for me. At midnight. And then I woke up this morning at seven, very clear headed. Mm. Uh, and I got up and I looked around and I said, no, not yet. And I went <laughs> back to bed. But I felt great. I like the groundhog. And then when I did get out of bed, mm-hmm. I put the leash on the dog and right away we were out the door we walked for two miles and then came back and i felt amazing look at that clear-headed it does the one thing i do notice is it promotes better sleep i was just talking about this with sean last night something that i i've never struggled with is sleep um i fall asleep quick i stay asleep and i wake up refreshed. i've always been that way in the last like three probably since covid because three years is a long fucking time. Haven't been able to do my hot yoga. Haven't been able to do my group classes. Honestly, haven't been working out in the way that I normally would, if I'm being honest. And for anybody out there who's like eating disorders and like this is triggering, this is not about losing weight. This is not about looking a certain way. It's about feeling good. And for me, when I work out and when I sweat like that, I sleep like a fucking baby. It makes me feel like I went snowboarding or mountain biking mm-hmm. or hiking or whatever. And I realized, man, you haven't I been doing that. that. Yeah, I haven't done that in forever. And so for the last three years, I've been waking up in the middle of the night at least once. 
And I never used to do that and struggling to fall asleep a lot and like just feeling anxious. I mean, also global pandemic, the world's on fire. Right. Shit's happening. What is it? Uh, we're in a state of uh, constant stress. Yeah. But what, what do you call it? Uh, you mean like the fight, flight, freeze? Yeah. Constantly feeling. Oh, hypervigilant. Hypervigilant. I, was I like, think I don't that's know what, what word you're to. looking for. <laughs> I'm trying to fill the void. Where are the germs? You know. Yeah, totally. And feeling terrified. Anyway, it was exhausting. And I wasn't sleeping very well, even though it's exhausting. It's a weird thing that happens. But doing this, I've been sleeping like. Although last night with the thunder and lightning and crazy noise, I did wake up once, but I fell right back asleep. Certainly, you can make a case for purchasing a sauna for health reasons. Yeah. Well, is it the Swedes? Who are sauna people? The Finns? Finns, the Norwegians, the Swedes. All the people up in those, the fingers, I <laughs> call them. It's so, so cold that, you know, they have to. Why not get hot? hot? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think, yeah, it's, so, it's yeah. a, uh, I think it's a Finnish thing. Anyway, it's been. Sauna. A sauna. <laughs> it's been really helpful for me sleep wise. Yeah. Excellent. Well. Um, and sorry you almost died. But that happens to all of us sometimes. Every so often when I would go in for my hot yoga, I would have to like get down and like just go to child's pose for a little bit. I was like, I cannot hang. And when we were in LA because I hadn't done it in so long, when I went to take that first class, remember I told you when I left, I was like, I might throw up. I might not finish. I don't know, but I'm just excited to go because that could happen. I didn't, but it could. Oh, one time I was in yoga bar class and I don't know what happened or why. I've never seen this happen before. This guy, sometimes it's funny to see this happened in uh, black swan yoga too there's a, a dude who's there with a girl who clearly hasn't done this kind of workout like ever the girl or he the guy but i think they're doing it because they're dating or they want to impress them or whatever which is kind of cute and they're clearly together and there was a guy that had come he's probably all of like 18 years old maybe 20 and was with another girl around that age and she was clearly like a ballerina like she does bar like all the time like lift her leg up like pew pow 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 he is the most inflexible person and he was hanging in there kudos to him 10 out of 10 for this dude but there's this one part it's kind of funny because it's actually the stretching part so i've been doing all this like intensive leg and butt stuff where you're like holding onto the bar and your leg is back going kick 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 and your butt's like i'm on fire he then we put the leg onto the bar and we stretch over it he stretches over passes out boom really I've never seen that happen before. Oh, no. Did before, he hurt himself? He actually was fine. It took him a little while to come to, like 10 seconds, which doesn't seem like a long time. But in the moment, you're like, is he dead? Like, everybody's freaking out. I I try to, I'm like, let's give him space. The teacher comes over. They open the door to get air in. And then he's like, <gasps> he has no idea what happened. And he, then he was embarrassed, and I felt bad for him because I was like, you know, but they took him out put like a towel over him, gave him a cold washcloth to put on his face and a little bit of um, the liquid IV type of water stuff, right. like a electrolyte to, I don't know. He Immediately never... I checked to see if I soiled myself. <laughs> oh, no, 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 not again. No, 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 no. I mean, I didn't see any of that, but there's a lot of sweat. If he peed, we'd never know. <laughs> but I feel, I've never seen that happen. Bend down, boom. He was like three people down from me on the bar. And I was like, oh, no. That's how I felt the other day when we were in there doing the bands. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I got all queasy and weird feeling. Discombobulated. Yeah. So I sat down before I. I think he down. was just pushing through like you. Or you're like, I can do But he was younger, right? So he's like, I, he doesn't have the knowledge and wisdom that you have where you're like, let yourself take a break, Sean. 
And so instead, his body made him take a break. Yeah. <laughs> but happens. I've I felt that feeling before too, and use ice crouch, you know, because yeah. it'll pass. We had to break. Sean had therapy. Important things. I had to eat lunch. Another important thing. Roxy had to chase lizards. Very important things. But we're back. We're back. And um, I guess we have a couple more stories that we're going to cover. We do. And then we'll uh, jump into some more. What are your stories? I just, I find things in the news and, you know, they, they grab my attention, as you know. <laughs> and he doesn't read them fully, so. Yeah. This one is Bali influencer backlash intensifies there as was... island cracks down on problematic tourists. What did they do? Well, I guess, you know, how uh, these... Oh, Roxy's in the wires. Mm-hmm. Uh, how uh, through the wire, <laughs> you went through the wall. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Uh, there's you know the the Instagram culture where people take like all their best shots and they posing and yeah yeah that's fine everybody does that. I follow an account uh, influencers the in the wild. Love it. Yeah, it's a good one. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess in Bali, the city of Bali, which is in Indonesia, it's a country, not a city, is it? Oh continue but anyway so in bali mm-hmm. oh, well hold on i don't know what it's bali indonesia it's an island okay uh i don't know if it's a town bali's a province of okay. indonesia okay so in bali indonesia mm-hmm. uh, i guess they've had it up to here because it's beautiful so it makes for a nice backdrop it's also super expensive remember our friends went there for their honeymoon and they were like lunch was like four hundred dollars right so like, Instagrammers are flocking there mm-hmm. and just doing the Instagrammer in the wild stuff. Which Eat, pray, is, love, baby. Eat, pray, love. What does that mean? It, the, <laughs> I only read the book because I like the book so much I refuse to watch the movie because I'm afraid it'll fuck it up. But in Eat, Pray, Love, the prey component, she's in Bali. She goes to Bali. Oh. And she makes it sound amazing. And that book came out a gazillion years ago, I know, but it was since then they've seen tourism go... Yeah, they're having a real problem, and I guess the the Instagrammers are very disrespectful. They show up and they're like, they're getting naked and taking a photo on a on a sacred statue, or you know, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. like obviously a tasteful nude because it's Instagram. You can't paint me full. like one of your friends, yeah, but like the, anyway. So mm-hmm. I guess people are getting arrested, and there was one guy on a motorcycle and he was standing up on the motorcycle without it, you know, like standing up on the the gas Why are tank. They- what are you doing for the gram you know i hate for the gram and you see it all the time even in austin we'll be like walking along and i'm like oh somebody taking an instagram photo well we saw it remember we were coming back into santa monica from malibu that one time and the girl was standing in the middle of the pch four lane you know highway yeah pacific coast highways pch is the main thoroughfare for all of malibu slash into santa monica along all the way up to north to oxnard anyway she was like in the center Mm -hmm. there's no median no uh, there's uh, fake pylons, the permanent pylons, mm-hmm. but that's not going to protect you. And now she was the smart one of the duo because she was at least facing traffic. He had his back to traffic and he was crouched down, Taking like pictures. trying to get the right angle. And he, he was inching his way into traffic. Remember, we were in that lane. We were I was going like, really, really slow. It was slow. Not that this makes them any smarter. Um, it was just like stop and go traffic at this time. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my. I think I put it on my Instagram in that moment i mean not that i could find it because we grammed the grammars we grammed the grammars yeah i should have tagged instagram or influencers in the wild right so that culture has uh has made it to bali and they're having none of it so they're arresting people now not like like the canadians also have none of it right but they're having none of it none of it 
But that makes sense. I mean, that's the thing that I find frustrating because it's fine to take a picture in front of things and to be a tourist in that way, but you do have to respect the place that you're in. You know what I mean? If You can't uh, go against their laws or their rituals or things that they find they deem to be important religious thing i don't know you know their culture you got to respect the culture oh my god i was on tiktok last night as one knows and this woman was talking about she's from the u.s i don't know if she said where but she's been living in japan for a couple of years i don't know for work or she's very young i don't know if she just decided she's gonna move there nobody knows um but she was like 10 things that shock me about japan and so much of it was just like, can I move to Japan? I think I belong in Japan. Number one was like food stuff. And she was like, watermelons cost like $40 because I guess they can't grow them there. Oh. Watermelons cost $40. Fried chicken is like a uh, holiday food. And sushi and seafood is like so fucking cheap. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, they are in the middle of the ocean. So. Yeah. True. And yeah. the other one that I thought was kind of cool was that gas station food is like the bomb.com. And you want to stop. She goes, if you're like on the road, you know, in the States, you're like, my choices, everything is like old and like has a bunch of preservatives. And you're like, what the fuck is this? And why is it still moist when it was delivered five months ago? Not in Japan. Not again. What do they have chefs in every gas station? She said it has like the best sushi. They have like ramen that you can like. Don't eat gas station sushi. She here. says do. No, there. no here, here. Oh, here. yeah. Don't do it here. No, no, no. Don't mistake my japan talk for u.s talker what is this tuna <laughs> i didn't know tuna oh. was supposed to be green <laughs> excuse me where's your uh, truck stop bathroom please well she said she goes you know if you tried to eat some of the stuff i eat in japan from a gas station at in the u.s you'd just be like shitting yourself like five minutes later and she's like but gas station food's the best and there's i believe her because there is a girl that i've seen on tiktok previous who just shows the things that she'll get for lunch at a gas station it's like a 7-eleven and she's like making her tea and you get like a cup with ice and then you have your options to fit. It's just wild. We've got to go top of the list. It already was top of the list, but. I wonder if there's an equivalent to diners, drive-ins and dives, but in Japan, it's just gas station stops, you know? Oh, so that's a series. I'd watch that. that. Is a se- I would watch that. Yeah. And they, she talked about the. Um, how in Japan they've just decided as a, a society, as a culture, to protect the children. And she was like, you'll be out. This is another shocker thing. She goes, you'll be out and you'll see like a four-year-old adulting harder than you're adulting. And she's like, don't worry about them. They're not in danger. And also, and I'm not sharing all of them because I can't remember them all, but car dealerships, the cars just sit there with the doors unlocked and the keys in them. So you can just like take a test drive if you want or check it out because she's like, no one's going to steal a car. <laughs> let's go gone in 60 seconds um and then sean's in prison forever she yeah. said the laws are very like you get like fucked up like if you she get in trouble here to the laws there's laws in the books here, i you know? know no I one know. gets punished for anything anymore mm. i long for the days of corporal punishment it's sadistic like that no but it's nice that people have decided to protect children and you don't like get ripped off you know like it's just an it's a idyllic society it sounds like yeah. In some ways. I yeah. mean, it's not because people work really hard. I think suicide rates are incredibly high in Japan. So, like, the pressure to do stuff is probably still there. But I'm just saying that, like, there some are certain the aspects that I really appreciate, like having quality food and gas stations because a lot of people are on the road. Bullet trains, it. ninjas, samurais, throwing stars, All swords. those things. I mean, Boba. just a bunch of tropes. <laughs> but anyway, so it was very interesting. Yeah. Yakuza. 
the Yakuza clan. Let me put this, what does Dwight say? Let me put this into a, an example that you'll understand. So let's say that you're part of the Yakuza, and I'm already <laughs> like, you lost me. <laughs> oh, uh, with the kids, I think you told me that mm-hmm. the reason why you can spot them is not that just they're by themselves, but they wear a yellow backpack. Yellow hat. Yellow hat. So you know that that's a kid of the, the community is taking mm-hmm. care of that kid. Mm-hmm. Yep. You don't mess with that kid. Plus, he also knows the Yakuza. <laughs> He's part of the Yakuza clan. <laughs> um, yeah, so they wear these little yellow hats. Oh. And they, from a very young age, you know, they take Yakuza the train. Classes. Oh, also, there, she said there are parking spaces in this, like, protect the children kind of thing. There are parking spaces outside of, like, grocery stores and pharmacies and just your basic everyday errands, f- especially for women who have a child, or men, for parents who have a child in the car and they leave the car running. And they run in to get their what, their little to dos, but because they want to protect the children. See, it's so strange. That's common sense, right? Mm-hmm. Why would I steal a car that also, especially why would I steal a car, but especially with a child in it? And like, shouldn't someone be able to run in really quick and like, oh, we forgot milk? Shit, you know, it's such an ordeal to bring a child. If you've never brought a child into a grocery store, like a baby is one thing because you. You know, usually they're soothed with like food or whatever, or they just bring them when they're napping. That might work out, might not. They might also shit themselves and you got to clean that up and that's a big deal. But toddlers, toddlers, once they start moving and grooving, they want to grab everything and they want to throw a tantrum and you can't buy them everything. The Texas toddler is different than the Californian toddler. Well, the Texas parent is different than the California parent. Those Texas little parents kids, they, rule with they wear their, their little cowboy boots. <laughs> and they say, howdy, ma'am. Yeah, they do. And they've got spurs on. They jingle jangle <laughs> no, they when do. they go to elementary school. But they seem to be. There's just a respect for community more. A little bit more. Where we are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't noticed much litter. Nope. <clears throat> hmm. No. So anyway, I find that stuff interesting. And culturally, there are things that I appreciate about that. I'm sure, like I said, I'm sure there's other things about the culture that you're like, ooh, but mental health isn't treat. You know, there's, I'm sure layers but from that standpoint of let's protect our children let's allow for parents and people to be able to access good food for a reasonable price and to be able to have access to parking spaces to make life easier like there's certain things you're like why not make life easier for people why you got to try to steal shit and hurt people what's wrong with us i saw the perfect meme for this let me Mm. show you something really quick it's yes it's a quick little, little screen grab i took and it made sense. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'll put it on the screen. But um, hard. Yeah. Yes, I saw that, too. Mm-hmm. Probably because you saw it and screen grabbed it. And they're like, you're you like this other person. So you might like this. Wait, they know when I screen grab things. Mm-hmm. OK. You didn't know that? <laughs> no. They know everything, Sean. But, you know, basically an easy decision mm-hmm. leads to a hard life. Mm-hmm. A hard decision leads to an easy life as told by stick figures in a perfect infograph. <laughs> no, but it is true because it's almost like, um, and I wouldn't even say easy decisions because some decisions are easy and they're good ones. Mm-hmm. But I think it's like sometimes choosing the the more difficult path, meaning it's go, you're going against, it's like the old adage when I was growing up where it was like, what's, uh, I'm, I'm like going to fuck it up, I'm afraid. But it's essentially like, What's black, white, and red all over? Exactly. A newspaper. That's a good one. No, but it was something to the effect of like, um, what's popular isn't always easy and what's easy isn't always popular or something like that. What's right. What's right isn't always that. Yeah, so instead of easy. But 
it's kind of that where you're like sometimes you have to go against the grain or do something that you know is right and is better and is good and it's hard it's hard to make that decision sometimes you have to push back against people who are like you're wrong Um, especially with social media and people just shouting from everywhere i feel bad when i do something (laughs) bad Mm -hmm. therefore i try and do good stuff for the Mm -hmm. most part i can't imagine it must be quite liberating to be a morally you can compromised see Tra- Sean pop out here a little bit. Ooh. But to rebel. be a yeah. Without a cause. Jeez, Katie. <laughs> uh, I know you were more that kid than I was. Yeah, but that was more mischievous. I'm talking about like to be a morally compromised oh, person as an adult. To yes, be like out to get your you know, you see mm. these characters on TV and movies, you're like, oh, what a greaseball. But it's yeah. gotta be weird to be inside that person's head doing some really you know, uh, and justifying all your bad decisions, well, right? You know they're bad. Wouldn't you just assume that they legitimately don't care? Like they have no empathy. I think they'd have to fall into the antisocial personality space or narcissistic space. It's just too many of them. There's a lot of... Per- How many people do you... Uh, the percentages are crazy. Okay. Well, it just seems like there's a lot of... They lot also of- don't get help. So the percentages I would assume are very low. Yeah. And you could also have some symptoms without full diagnostic criteria being met. Right. One symptom being, I don't have empathy for other people. I use people as tools to get my needs met. Mm. Are you yeah. a narcissist or are you an asshole? Mm-hmm. Good question. Yeah. We'll be answering that in the video coming up. That's why Sean <laughs> said it. Hey, I saw something that is absolutely terrifying. Okay. And it's one of my worst fears. And Ooh. I've never told you this. But, and it's one of the reasons why I've never asked you to go on a cruise. I don't want to go on a cruise. Me either. But there's two reasons. (laughs) One is I always thought, oh, it's just buffet food and like, you know. We're not all inclusive people. You and I like to roam freely. Yeah. I don't want to be confined to a ship, even if the ship is going places. Absolutely not. However, the other reason is that I think it would be absolutely terrifying to fall off a boat. Why would you fall off a boat? What are you doing? Well, it just happened. (laughs) See, and that's that's the problem. Um, I'll I'll put a tether on you. Passenger mm-hmm. overboard during Royal Caribbean International Trans-Pacific Cruise. He probably died. Uh, yes, they just fell off the boat, and the boat doesn't stop. Well, also, how long for them to even realize that? And that's it. you're falling so far that the water's got to be like like cement, you right? Know? Yeah, I mean, you're falling multiple stories. So, but this happens apparently quite frequently, like hundreds of times. Um, I don't know if it's a year or over the last little while. Oh, between 2009 Mm -hmm. and 2019, there are 212 overboard incidents. And I laugh, but that's that's horrible. So 10 years, 200, so about 20 a year. Am I doing my math correctly? Only 48 of them were rescued. Yeah, so the majority died, 75%. You got to feel so good when you're in that water, a little dazed probably freezing maybe it's not maybe it's warm who knows maybe you're in the caribbean maybe, maybe there's sharp nibbling the on your toes i don't know but you see that boat just going if it's at night how terrifying the boat's just leaving slowly it's not like you know a, a car that zips away the no. boat is huge so it just takes forever to kind of and you're like but you no, can't no, 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 swim no, no, fast no, 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 no. no and you wouldn't want to get near it right like that's another fear i don't want my toes going near a propeller or no, could just getting chop sucked you right under or, mm-hmm. but what if the boat turns around? You're like, yes, they see me. That's got to feel pretty good. Yep. Yeah. Wow, 212. But shouldn't you, you be wearing like a bracelet that says, hey, yeah, it should one of our passengers them. fell Maybe. over? Well, I do know because members of our community have gone on cruises recently and they've told me they do like the RFID. You have to like, boop, and it yeah. opens doors and stuff. Right. That's how you gain access because some of the 
depending on the levels you pay for, some of you have access to certain areas that others don't. Or if you have tickets to something that lets you in. Right. All sorts of things like that. It just doesn't work when you fall in the water. If you get it wet... <laughs> The damn thing doesn't oh my work. God. Slight oversight on our behalf and I mean, the engineering team. I have to assume, maybe many of you assume this too. The alcohol was throwing involved. Them over? No alcohol was involved. Oh. Yeah, because there's railings. There's there's uh, legal requirements. Well, to, we've you know, been so on boats that, t- not necessarily cruise boats, but big yachts, like for events and stuff over the years. And... Even that, you're like, you'd have to like really try hard. Me, you had to get me over that because it hits you up to the waist. So even if I like, oh, somebody pushed me and I like fell, I'm not going to flip. What am I like a fucking gymnast? Am I going to like curl backwards and be like, yeah, no. You're Stuck just, the landing. Mm-hmm, <laughs> in the ocean. You know what Perfect I mean? Perfect rip. You know, like those Olympic Beautiful. divers. <laughs> no, if you fall over, you want to make the biggest splash possible and right? scream the whole way down. <laughs> That's our advice to you. Mm-hmm. If you're on a cruise and you fall overboard, mm-hmm. you yell first when you go over. Also, Don't be silent wa- as you fall. Wear a waterproof tracker so your people can find you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I think they probably get knocked out and drown. Also, soil yourself because sharks don't like the taste of dookie. Sean doesn't know that at all. It's true. You don't know that? You don't if know a shark, that. You don't know that. If a shark is coming you, near you. You want me to Google this? No. <laughs> if a shark is coming near you. He's like, mm, appetizer. <laughs> Yuck. Yeah, it's I think basically you're the you're the equivalent of a, a shrimp that has not been deveined. You know, you'll still have it at the party, you'll have that appetizer, but you're like, mm, it's a little poopy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if we're the ideal food for sharks, but you know, if they get desperate. No, they like a nice blubbery seal. Mm-hmm. But in a pinch or a little or bony. A nip, they'll mm-hmm. they'll taste you. Mm-hmm. See what you got. Just to see. Yeah. Maybe like he wants it. to get drunk. He, he sees someone fall off a cruise ship. He's like, oh, I'm um, getting drunk tonight, guys. That's why. Remember we were talking about this months ago, why we liked what we do in the shadows because they go out and they like suck people's blood who are drunk and then they're drunk. And it's just, it's such a funny idea. It's such a funny. And then one, he's like, oh, I think he was on something. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, that's right. They all come back high on mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Oh, jeez. Guillermo. And then the one, he accidentally kills himself because he falls into the light. Delight. <laughs> okay. I have one more news story okay. and then um, let's probably rip into the letters. Yeah. Rip into it. Let's see here. I think uh, everyone can find this interesting. Okay. Can relate to it in one way or another, whether you're one person in the story or the other. But I'll start off with the headline. Okay. Southwest flight delayed for an incredibly petty, but hilarious reason hmm. it's not just weather issues delaying flights these days this is an article by tony awusu um and the outlet is the well they get delayed also because of sh- staff shortages yeah that's <coughs> definitely one of them <coughs> she's snoring i hear her of all the issues that could delay your flight spilled rice has to be the worst spilled rice passengers were on a recent southwest airlines flight from atlanta to houston received some bad news after flight attendants seemed to have had enough of a passenger's bad behavior in the plane's cabin. Thankfully, one passenger chronicled the experience on social media. Awesome. Love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jennifer Shaper uh, tweeted out, Because my travels seem to involve unintentional comedy, I just boarded the plane and somebody spilled food in the aisle. The flight attendant screamed, Who spilled rice? <laughs> and she's walking up and down the aisles. But... Uh, 
and they're refusing to leave the gate until someone cleans up the rice. Oh, they're not cleaning it up? No. Apparently, no one wanted mm-hmm. to admit to or clean up the rice. So, of course, someone just, you know, shrugged their shoulders and kind of covered it up. Uh, <clears throat> so then she says, uh, she updates with her tweet. She says, they're still refusing to leave until the rice has been cleaned, but they're sending out a, for a broom. Uh, the war of attrition was won by the passengers as one of the flight attendants ended up cleaning up the mess. Okay. Well, yeah, because people are waiting. I mean, to be honest, I would just get up and be like, I'll help clean it up. Let's just get this fucking thing going. Yeah. Like, who cares? I'm not a below, like, sweeping up some rice on a plane. I don't care. The crew wasn't crazy. Or <laughs> the crew wasn't about to let these lazy, fair-paying passengers get the last laugh, though. So, uh, the... Wow. Why are they so angry? Well, the uh, the flight attendant mm-hmm. basically admonished everyone and was telling him, like, I'm very disappointed in you that no one would speak up and tell me who did this. Like, she, Wow, what is she, like a teacher? Where are we? I'd be like, come on, lady. That's it, right? Like, <sighs> I mean, how much rice? If you had a broom, I'd H- How up. much rice? Well, there was a pile of rice. There was like about... Also, who's bringing rice? <laughs> Maybe from like, they, <laughs> they got the kind they like back home and then they're bringing... Who's... Yeah. who's Who's cheeking some rice wise right. and who doesn't have it sealed up? What happened? I know. Can you imagine sweating it out though? You're like, oh my God, please, please don't find out it's me. You know, the further along I the know. crime goes until I... someone admits. Well, that's that they why are you the admit right away. Up. Like if that was, that's the thing that would piss me off, I guess, is the person who did it should have been like, fuck guys, I'm so sorry. Give me something. Can I clean this up for you? You know, I did see something on t- uh, Twitter where people were like chastising i think it was southwest or united i forget but i don't i don't really know the responsibility here i'd love to hear from you guys also please share any of your good horrible whatever travel stories ridiculous the more crazy the better to otdmpod at gmail.com but back to the story there was this guy that tweeted about the fact that he and his wife were instructed to clean up before they could deplane because of their kids their children and the food was everywhere and people he thought it was ridiculous and rude and it was mixed the comments were mixed and people were like you expect them to fuck this isn't a restaurant yeah like and the food wasn't it wasn't also it wasn't the food that they'd given them they were flying coach and it was just like snacks you bring for your kid because you're trying to make them not like scream and fucking lose their shit totally get it I don't understand where the common decency is because I would be like, I'll, you know, I'd, gl- I would, I would be embarrassed to leave a mess. Right, I get it. For I, me or a child or my rice spillage. Yeah, I like that no one saw it happen. Everyone, like it was a, a, a significant poil, poil. A pile had to be like two pounds of rice. A significant amount of paella. In the, <laughs> the paella. Yeah, in the aisle there was a lot of rice. I mean, the photo says it all. You know, somebody was guilty and somebody well, had to. Photo. Have seen, yeah, somebody had to have seen it. Go down. Yeah. Um, but going back to what you're talking about, you know, there's there's multiple sides here. There's A, mm-hmm. the passenger who did it. B, there's the airline uh, crew. It, is it their responsibility to clean up? I don't think so. They well, they're don't, not the cleaning crew. Although they walk around with bags and do uh, assist you in cleaning up. They pick up the garbage so that I think so the cleaning crew can come through because you see them get on the plane or if you're fancy and you get off in first class, you probably don't see this. But Sean and I are always towards the back of the plane because got to be responsible with our finances and so when you get off you see the cleaning crew already cleaning they're working their way through like first class yeah. and comfort plus put or you in first class Ooh. with rice on the floor first <laughs> champagne class. is that what you're singing yeah who said who did you say something jack harlow 
It's a woman who no, sings that song. That's just the the chorus. Mm. But so so there's many people involved. This is a complex relationship when you're in a little tube flying through the sky, mm-hmm. you know, at thirty thousand feet. And listen, first of all, why doesn't the plane have some sort of uh, Dyson? A little, yeah, like vans have them in them now. Right. So like built in vacuums. I think the airline is at fault here. Until you give me the proper tool to clean it up and make you know let everyone know, hey, if there's a spill, let us know. We'll give you the vacuum. You can clean it up. Yeah. There you should know. be some, especially for kids, and then this could just preemptively, we're right. already taking care of the fact that messes happen, life gets messy. What's this, what brand is it where it's like, life gets messy, clean it up. I think it's, it's a bounty. Anyway. Yeah. Earlier in April, Anthony Bass, a pitcher for MLB's Toronto Blue Jays, mm-hmm. said that a United Airlines flight attendant made his 22-week pregnant wife get on her hands and knees to clean up after a five-year-old and two-year-old child. That's probably, that's the one I saw. Oh, is so it? So that's the one. Okay, so here's the, here here's what but, I'm thinking. But did he show the, oh, they're not. They're not showing the They're not this. showing the full photo. You should have seen the, the floor. I've seen it before where there's a disaster. Mm-hmm. I get it. The, the, the point being is that, oh, there's the rice spill, see. Oh, that's not even any. Oh, it's cooked rice. It's, yeah. it's like fried rice. I was thinking like dry, like a bag oh. of rice, like like a five pound Costco bag just goes. Right. And you're like, somebody throw your wet phone in it so it can save its life. I guess I was being a little dramatic. Yeah. It's like, you guys, a, if a you're just listening, it's like a half a Tupperware of fried rice. Right. So that baseball player, his wife, mm-hmm. look, she's pregnant. She's dealing with two infants. Why doesn't the airline say, we got you? We got your back here, Stacy. Or maybe she was rude. And maybe she's like, you can clean up my mess. Or they just... left like a fucking shit. Because t- he didn't show that photo was cut off from the bottom. But if you see the floor. Yeah. Because I don't know if somebody else took a picture or something. But there's a shitload of stuff. Like it's a disaster. I've like, seen that before. Yeah. But again, there should be some kind of clean. Because I'm sure if they said to her, there needs to be a conversation. No one knows whose, whose role it is. And I think. The flight attendant stance would be like, this is not in my description. I'm not a cleaning lady. This isn't what I do. And I think passengers are like, you deal with me. This is, you know, I paid for my seat. So that means I could fuck it up however I want. But as someone who has had to take paper towels personally and get Cheetos and Cheez-Its or whatever cheesy fucking orange shit on my seat. Do you remember that one time? It was so fucking filthy. This is before COVID. And I even asked for stuff to clean it up. And I they, asked for some dipping sauce. I was like, well, they have free Cheetos. And, and it was clearly a child because, you know, children like their little grubby, like chubby hands, like turn things into like cheese powder. I took quite a few paper towels and I took a big, luckily I had wet ones and I wiped the whole seat. And it was like black. It was fucking disgusting. Again, pre-COVID. Now they're like, we clean things. And you're like, how come you haven't been doing this? Um, I know that people are messy and it's it's a disaster. But there needs to be some kind of conversation about this because everybody's like, it's not my problem. Yeah, there should be a little bit of responsibility on all parties. Personal Listen, responsibility. If you make the mess, clean it up. The airline Personally. should be a little bit more clear and say, um, we welcome you as a passenger. Thank you for being uh, our client. If you make a, a mess in your seating area, we do ask that you clean it up. Mm-hmm. That's all. Leave the plane as you found it. You know, just like when you're going out in the forest, leave it as you Mm -hmm. found it. However, because people, I think they they pay for something. They're like, well, it's like going to a restaurant. If I throw stuff on the ground, they're not going to make you clean up underneath your table. No, but some parents do because they hate that stuff. They'll put down like a little thing. I think there's just a lack of responsibility by Mm -hmm. all three parties. I find them all guilty. No communication around whose responsibility it is. So you're in like this Texas standoff. 
Yeah. And I understand the flight attendant. Like one more person who's just going to like just disrespect. You going to disrespect me like this? Well, I don't think so. And what they have to get down and clean it like and they don't have the proper equipment because they're not a cleaning crew. I know. And she's 22 weeks pregnant. That was pushing it. I mean, 22 weeks. Yeah. I but mean, she could have been. 22 weeks is like this. Just so you know. I don't want to say anything. I'm not mean. saying she can't get down on her hands and knees no, and she clean had it. two infants. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be mean about this, but also she's uh, the wife of a pro athlete. I'm not saying she's entitled. I'm not saying that at all. But perhaps she, she could have been, been stu- somebody super, who's like, super rude. Yeah. And they could have like, left a big fucking mess. She's like, we pay for first class. La, 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 la. I don't know. I wasn't there. I'm but not either saying way, that's the case. But Yeah. Either way, I think there needs to be some communication. If flight attendants are expected to do some cleaning like someone spilled fucking fur it's probably because they were trying to put their stuff away and it fell and no one was looking i just love that everyone that the passengers stood shoulder to shoulder and lockstep against the mm-hmm. and they were like no this flight attendant is too mean well the, the we whole, are not like, going to be ashamed like all that there should have been um again there needs to be a division of responsibility because if it was let's say it's not the flight attendant's job understandable and you made the mess then a flight attendant should say um who dropped the rice i have a little vacuum if you don't mind picking that up you know we don't do the cleaning but you can i would love it if you would take care of this help me out here people i'll even throw in a free bag of peanuts a free (laughs) cocktail or a beer something people actually want so anyways i think looks like we have an oopsie in the aisle you know they're they're gonna give you that weird Mm -hmm. sickly sweet speech but I, you do catch more bees with honey than, you know, vinegar. That's what my mom used to always say. So be sweet up front because then you might be able to, if if she was kind up front and probably soft, then the person who did it was like, it was me. I'm so sorry. How do I clean this up? Right. But when you feel we all do that, you're like, oh no, I have poked the bear. This is bad. You're looking at your seatmate and you're like. Yeah. And they're like, they're like don't say anything. Please don't rat me out. She's going to beat me in the aisle. I have to be on this flight for four hours. And She's going to spit in like my this, drink. Mm-hmm. And then they show you, you know what they show you on their phone? Venmo. And they're like, I will rat you out. <laughs> Send me money. Send me $9 so I can buy a cocktail <laughs> on this long ass flight. Buy my Wi-Fi and I won't snitch. Right? <laughs> Snitches. Sni- <laughs> you just love doing that laugh. He's evil. Anyway. I'll snitch on you if you don't buy me that Wi-Fi. Remember when you were on planes back in the day? They'd give you a catalog of stuff you could buy. They Ooh, do that Sky anymore. Mall. They still have it. When was the last time you saw Sky Mall? I don't touch those things. It grosses me no, out, and you don't either. So don't pretend you know when the Sky Mall was. Who is the adventuresome person who fishes around in a pocket where there's a barf bag? Like you don't put your hand in that in that pouch ever. Well, I just don't because I know it's been handled by a lot of people, and since COVID, I'm weirder than I used to be about stuff like that. You've always been weird about that stuff, and that's fine. Um, but the barf bag, no one's going to barf in it and then put it back in there, Sean. It wouldn't fit in there. Also, have you noticed this? Hmm. Some point in the last decade, airlines in their uh, Cheapness? effort, well, their effort to streamline and uh, profits, mm-hmm. they've gotten rid of barf bags. You don't see them anymore. Oh, no, they're always there. Mm-mm. Again, how often are you fishing things out of that pouch? You just gave yourself up. Maybe they've just made them shorter so I can't see them. Because they used to stick out of the pouch so you'd know where they were. Yeah, they're behind because the safety thing is longer now. It's like a laminated thing. Probably so they can wipe it. I saw one just the other time we flew back from LA. Oh, okay. But we, I'll look again. I have to fly again soon. It's good because I almost, if I get sick, I, I wouldn't have known to go for the barf bag. I was condi- I didn't think they were still there. Oh, where would you, where would you spew? I don't know. But spew you know what? Spewing did this. <laughs> 
<laughs> his tiny little cup. <laughs> Pull your t-shirt out. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw up on yourself. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you got Who's rid of the bark bags. Whose responsibility is... <laughs> <laughs> Stewardess. Somebody threw up Was it me? You don't say a word. Judging by your breath, it was you. <laughs> <laughs> you got like stuffing. Sir, you've got rice all in your beard. We know it's the rice is yours. We know it's you. <laughs> <laughs> the jig is up. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Prove it. There's no cameras on this flight. <laughs> Oh. Anyone else see me do it? You know. I kill you. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, my God. Clearly, we thought that was very funny. Okay. okay. Letters? Um, yeah, sure. <sighs> but that's funny. And I did. That's the one I saw about the kid with uh, making. I didn't know his wife was pregnant. Pregante. Pregnant. She's pregnant. I didn't read about all that. But again, I don't really think it matters. It's it's the fact that people make messes and we need to know who whose responsibility is. Right. It is. I think I always take personal responsibility for the messes I make. I do too. But some people don't. And if that's, if we're supposed to do it ourselves, then I clearly people can't, that needs to be communicated to them. You can't let your child throw shit everywhere. You can't throw shit everywhere. You can't dump your fried rice in the aisle and expect somebody to clean it up. Yeah. Good point. Oh, uh, two other points before we move into the letters. Mm -hmm. Number one, I just want to say hello to um, the listeners uh i was looking at the apple charts oh and hi listeners hi listeners hello but week after week mm-hmm. south africa and pakistan whoop, are whoop. trending like we're like number three in pakistan number four wow. in south africa for leisure i'm like leisure. so this is what you think leisure is in pakistan Ooh, da, 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 i am do, leisure do, 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 do. you're all leisure you uh-huh. wear the tracksuit yep I could do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I thought, well, welcome to the people from Pakistan, the Pakistanis Ooh. and the South Africans. Hello. There are people. How do you do? Yeah. It was pretty cool. That is cool. Uh, the other thing is PJ so. has a problem. Uh-oh. Um, if you're a longtime listener of this podcast, you he know that our cousin. Hmm? What's his problem? Oh, well, PJ, uh, my cousin, love him dearly, mm-hmm. but he has oh, he's addicted. guitar lust. He's addicted. It's an addiction, sir. Guitar lust is strong with this guy. Every other day, uh-huh. he's like, "Hey, you know where I can uh, find a good guitar?" And they're also super expensive. <laughs> These are big purchases. They're beautiful. He's collecting works of art. Mm-hmm. He's not buying like cheap guitars like me, you know. And uh, he's he's buying ones that will go up in value. And he just got a flying V mm-hmm. from like nineteen eighty. 1980- three or something mm-hmm. like that it's cherry that was red it was a very good year it was a very good, good year. year um it's beautiful mm-hmm. and every time he gets one then i get the guitar less i think it's contagious I know, and i don't PJ, even play you guitar have to stop well because sean can't buy more guitars right now not yet because he doesn't really play the ones he has well i do play them i just don't uh i don't know how to play them well but <laughs> i do play uh, but at this stage, I don't think you really need more than two. No, I was fine with you getting another. I can. I hardly but... know what to do with one. What, what to do with two of them? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, beautiful. And you guitar. also have other things you like. PJ's main thing is guitars. Yes. You like want to get a new snowboard, and we'd like to go mountain biking, and maybe get that going. You know, there's like things you like to do. Yeah. But yeah. I own those things. Just one more guitar, Katie. Just one more guitar. You own a guitar also? Just, Actually, you own just, more guitars than mountain bikes. Just, just let me. No, I have two mountain bikes. Two I mean, the other bikes, one's not really. That one's not functional. Go down the, the mountain with a guitar on my back. Like little little Jimmy Halpert, you know? 
PJ yeah. Doomy is all stop with the with the guitar talk. Yeah. Well, anyways, uh, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, that on, one's really cool though. It's fun. It's beautiful. Congratulations on getting it. I mean, I'm 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 excited to see what you get next because every you know every other couple of months. The beautiful thing though is that he mm-hmm. has stuff of value now that not now. He's always had stuff of value, but he's built a guitar <laughs> he collection. Like, it's, like, hey. <laughs> it's a significant collection. It's uh, it's beautiful. I get so excited about this. I know. I was like, can you bring it over to my house and we could just leave it here and it'd be like yours, but you leave it at my house so I could like borrow it for some time. You can play all your guitars, can you? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I was very excited. Congratulations. <laughs> on your guitar lust. Okay. Somebody's jealous. Mm-hmm. No, not jealous. Excited. No. Excited. We have a new guitar in the family. It's a beautiful it's like thing. A child. What, what's your uh, what's your cousin's uh, new child's name? I don't know, but PJ got a guitar. He got a guitar. <laughs> I feel bad because I don't know. Some of my cousins have had kids. I don't know their names either. You kind of grow apart, you know, like it's well, a we cousin. we don't talk to them all the time. Yeah, uh, you know, um, I know they've had kids. Like Joe uh, has had uh, two kids. Uh, yeah. Ingrid is on her second. I she don't hasn't know. had her second, has she? No. No. But it's I like fall- she's pregnant, but yeah. Yeah. Pregnant. I, fa- I follow on Instagram, so I see these things, but I, mm-hmm. I don't remember the names. I got to get a family tree. Wouldn't that be nice if you had uh, AR glasses or something? You'd just be like, and you wait, see what's it, the like, name? Am I like, related to that person? Oh, yeah, yeah. Third cousin or whatever, you know? I think that's why people do that Ancestry or Ancestry.com or whatever it is. You do the trees. The family tree? Mm-hmm. Don't do 23 and me though, because you may inadvertently get one of your relatives caught for murder or something like that, you know? Well, if they did it, they should do the time. You do yeah. the crime, you do the time. It depends if the person really deserved the murder. The Golden murder. State Killer got caught that way. Yes, Amazing. That's a, that's a good catch. But what if it was like, just hear me out. I already don't agree. Someone was a really bad person. Then they then, deserve to pay their price to society for being. Didn't no, we you, just talk about how Japan was so nice because people don't try to steal and hurt either people? There's no argument to be made. You didn't hear my story. There's no story. Listen, we live in a small town. There's a bad person and they're bullying people and they, maybe they, I don't know, whatever. They're a bad person. And we decide we can't have this person here anymore because they, I don't know, they're, they're, uh, they're a bad person. So we kill them. No. Yeah. What if they're, you know. You lost me. You know, it would be a better option. Drug them, put them on a bus to Omaha. Well, that's your method. Uh, But if, if say someone was so bad, odious and 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 but if they've done bad things then the police should take them away police aren't doing anything what if the police are corrupt so then you decide we're going to take justice in our own hands no it's never a good idea no what if they what if it was an accidental but it was a bad person anyways that was accidentally (laughs) murdered (laughs) and so and so if that was the case you cover for someone then you should there should be no cover-up there should be no lying and that person probably would get off with like Maybe a year or a bunch of community service or something. Maybe I'm the morally corrupt person in this story. I think you might be. <laughs> ah, so this is what it feels like. Mm. In certain cases, I can. Uh, in certain cases, I could justify murder. I think. I mean, if I was being abused by someone, I would kill them, and I wouldn't feel bad about I'd it. I'd cover up for you. I'm not asking anybody to. I would claim it. I would do it. Oh Boom. really? You do the time. Mm-hmm. I, I did the crime. I'd, I'd go do in the, the time. I'd go in the lamb. Go and, and then I'd need you to wire me money. <laughs> Katie, I know we don't talk anymore, but if you could just send me some. <laughs> it's like Rizzoli and Isles because I'm rewatching that show. And Patty Doyle's like Whitey Bulger, essentially. He's like part of the Irish mob. See, that guy, 
I wouldn't have a problem killing him. He was a bad, bad man. He's a bad man. But it's not your job. It's not your, what are you, a vigilante? Yeah, kind of. I mean, I'm a, at heart, I'm a vigilante. In uh, in person, I'm a coward. See? Because, like, I can't imagine taking <laughs> someone's life. I just can't imagine that. Unless I was saving my own. Well, that's selfish. What if... I mean, I would... I No, but it's like self-defense. I'm oh. not a... I couldn't... I don't know how I could cope with that. And I'd probably, like, throw up afterward. You know, a lot of people... Like, I'd be like... I'd be overwhelmed. I'd be so... Well, if it's a messy murder, for sure. No, But if it was just sleepy murder. time tea, I'd be like... I wouldn't throw up. I'd be like, meh. It's just, you know... Wow. They shock. went to sleep and... You guys pray for me. <laughs> Put a couple of pennies over their eyes, you know. I'm going to bon voyage, have to get jerk. a lock on a different bedroom. Why would I do this to you? I don't know. You're talking crazy talk. I, I, I okay. <laughs> I don't have a defense to it. Maybe it's crazy talk to you. But. It is crazy talk. Hmm. Yes. Okay. Wow. Let's get into the letters. Enough <laughs> of your crazy talk. <laughs> I fear we've lost them yet again this week, Katie. Why? I don't know. Why are you so uh, scared all the time? Oh. Don't be scared. My artist way this week, I actually want to talk about this on Instagram and I haven't done it, but I'll do it, is how much of your life is driven by fear. And it was really interesting to do. I actually still have more work to do when it comes to like the tasks on this. It was it was last week's, but we're building on it this week again. So anyway, fear is a huge motivator. I know that and I'm aware of it psychologically because it, you think you're under threat. So you do things to make yourself feel safer. But the the artist way was like challenging you to acknowledge where fear is standing in your way of making good choices for yourself. And I can see this as then the therapist in me is like, oh my God, this applies to so much. Because it's not only she's obviously guiding you towards like ways that it's preventing you from doing the things you really want to do. Like you're stuck in a dead end job that you hate because you're afraid to take the leap and try something different. Or you're stuck in a bad relationship because you're afraid to be single or, you know, or to move or whatever. It could be doing anything in your life. You're afraid of what that could mean. But fear is a good motivator too. Like I'm afraid to. No, it could be self-preservation, but fear starts to take over. Oh, where then you're like held in relationships you don't want to be in, in situations you don't want to be in, in a place you don't want to be in or whatever, because you're afraid to be honest or you're afraid to push forward or step out of your comfort zone is essentially what she's saying. Okay. Yeah. And so anyway, it was just interesting to think of the ways that fear holds us into situations that aren't good for us or things that we don't really want. Um, so I've been thinking about it. Anyway, I'm just putting it out there. It made me think when you said that, but I'm scared. What if we've lost them? Oh, I was just kidding. But not really. You say that a lot. Yeah. Okay. Time to get into the letters from our awesome Toronto contributor. Oh. Hey, Aaron. Hey, hey. It's entitled, this is exciting, Blue October Concert. That's her favorite band, if you don't recall. Says, hello, Katie, Sean, Roxy, and the OTDM family. It is Aaron, the awesome contributor from Toronto here. I am tired and sore, but it is 100% completely worth it because last night... This was March 12th, so not that long ago. Last night, I was at the Blue October concert. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. I was treated to the VIP soundtrack experience. <gasps> Amazing. And I was able to get at the rail, the front row center. That's fucking amazing. It was freaking amazing. I was in line at 11.30 a.m. and met some new Blue family. I met and gave Justin 
Furstenfeld, the lead singer, a few personalized chainmail pieces that I made for him, and he loved them. <gasps> Amazing! One of the guys from the opening act, Beatnik Bandits, came out and sat in line and hung out for quite some time. I like that name. Mm-hmm. The Beatnik Bandits. Just because we're Beatniks don't mean that we don't mess it up every once in a while. Mess around. We're bandits, too. Get, him, get it straight. Okay. Jack Kerouac, the uh, gas station thief, you know, on the road because he was on the lamb. Mm. Again, Sean about being on the lamb. <laughs> they are the best opening act Blue October has ever had. The concert was over way too fast, but it was absolutely amazing. This was my fourth, and it was the best one yet. I sent more. T- I spent more time listening, singing along, dancing, and truly enjoying myself than taking pictures or videos, as I have in past shows. I think that's important. There's something about not being in the moment and worrying about like capturing it that makes it so you don't get to participate fully. Do you know what I mean? Because you're like looking through your phone, you're like, am I getting this? And instead of just like being in in it. So I agree. And under- that's probably why this one was your best too. Also, you know, you like their opening show, blah, blah. Okay. So it says, um, I don't know if you can show any of these or not. We can totally show them. But here are some of the pictures I got. Um, by the way, both bands are from Texas. Oh, I didn't know. Between San Marcos and Wimberley. Anyway, I just wanted to tell you about my awesome night. Hugs, Aaron. Oh, there! look, there she is with them. Oh, awesome. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wow, you're right up on stage. Yeah, like they're right there. There's the lead singer doing Very his cool. thing. Awesome. Love it. That's amazing, Aaron. Congratulations. I, I can't wait to go see a big concert again. I think you... There's been a few that have come through that I'm like, do it. And you just don't do it. The Rolling Stones, I want to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was the big one that I am. I'm like, oh, I'll catch him next time. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm next. So I'm hoping that George Strait will go on tour one more time. It's not his farewell tour or anything like that. Well, but- he doesn't do. <clears throat> he doesn't do tours. He, uh. He does single shows or like little residencies. He does tours. He's on a tour right now. Oh. But it's stadium tours and it's him with Chris Stapleton in Little Big Town, which would be fucking amazing. But the timing just didn't work for me. By the time I heard about it, obviously Texas sells out like immediately. He had like five shows. They sold out within a day and I missed the boat. I was like a week later. I was like, fuck. So missed that and then I was like well where else is he gonna be and all of them were like in May or June and I'm just not I'm like I can't do that right now yeah you know like we like financially it's a big cost too because the tickets are not cheap and I just don't feel like I'm in a place where I can do that so I'm like fuck but if he goes on tour one more time I'm gonna do it because I'm not gonna catch him and again he's already done his farewell tour it was like 10 years ago and he just keeps touring but I don't want to miss it and you shouldn't either and there's a big if anybody knows anybody in the music industry who can put us in touch with someone that could help Sean go to this event in Palm, in Palm Springs or Indio? Yeah. It's this big, like, rock rock out all night. What is it called? That's all the information that I have. He's not helping me. I don't know the name of it. I'm drawing a blank. But basically everyone, uh, Guns N' Roses, Tool, Metallica, Iron Maiden, everyone, uh, everyone's playing. And yeah. Like, it's a rock out. It's the show to see. The You know, when are you going to see ACDC? Mm-hmm. But we don't, um, the tickets are fucking crazy expensive. And then the lodging, because they can do this. I think is, the tickets start at 600 bucks. Yeah. Which, so if anybody I mean, knows anybody. What? That's help, a little help, rich. And then lodging is, uh, I think they want like $3,000 mm-hmm. um, <laughs> per person, which, and that's at all the small little roadside hotels. Mm-hmm. They're, and they're not nice hotels out there. Unless you go to like Agua Caliente, that's a nice one. 
Mm. Anyways, it, I could dream. We dream a dream. Okay. I think you just park outside of it and just listen. Tailgate that way. I think that's the better way to do a show like that. I mean, you have to pay for parking or something. You have to have a ticket to even get in that way. No, but there's got to be a ridge that you could drive to and just hang Are out. Are you thinking like in Anaheim where people would like listen to the concerts from that mountain? Yeah. Or that rolling hill? Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know if that exists because... Irvine at the amphitheater. Mm-hmm. We used to do that. We used to park on the backside. <laughs> <laughs> yep. What you going to do? Yeah. Maybe there is. I saw Steve Rave on that way in Montreal. Well, mm-hmm. I didn't see him. I heard him. Yeah. I was like, can't see shit. You're so far away. 1985. Mm-hmm. Um, we were at La Ronde. Mm-hmm. Me, this guy, Ian Armour. I just uh, love that name. It's brother. so silly. It's like calling something the circle. The round. Isn't La Ronde? Oh, La Ronde. Yeah. The round. And so we we were at the amusement park for the full mm-hmm. day. And we were going back to the car. It was Ian, his brother, his father, and I. And mm-hmm. as we were heading back to the parking lot, uh, you just heard this magical sound. It was just this guitar wailing. Who was it? Stevie Ray Vaughan. Who's that? Like one of the most iconic guitar players ever. Mm-hmm. He's just so gifted. Is he in a band or that's he the was. name of he, his band? He died uh, oh, okay. in a helicopter crash, I think, <laughs> in 1991 or right around there. Um, if you're famous, don't get in a helicopter. I know they're dangerous. It's not good. But uh, yeah, so he was playing and we stood there. Uh, I mean, if you're anybody, you don't get in a helicopter, but it seems like more and more famous people die in helicopters. Yeah, it was just beautiful music. And his dad was like, that's Steve Ray Vaughan, guys. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God, this is, re-. it sounded amazing. And you know, from that time forward, I was like, yeah. I was into it, you know. So maybe we could just get you close. Yeah. If we get you just close. Just not my helicopter. You know, okay. dangerous, too dangerous. Okay, last letter. This is from Sarah the Savannah Banana. Oh, hello, Sarah. I always love her avatar as her dog, and it's cute. Okay, it's entitled Life Update, Seafood, and Crime Shows. <gasps> Things that I love. Okay. <clears throat> hey, Katie, Sean, Roxy, and the OTDM community. Hey, Sarah. It's Sarah the Savannah Banana here. So I, uh, So that job that I mentioned I got working with foster children turned out not to work out and wasn't the right fit for me at this time in my life. I totally feel you. Those jobs can be incredibly emotionally taxing. So it's back to looking for a job that's the right fit for me. Do y'all have any tips on how to find the right job? Also, an interesting fact is around 66% of young adults on the autism spectrum are unemployed. Really? I didn't know that. I wouldn't. I mean, if you work with your brain and you come into contact with a job that happens to be of interest to you, because that's a big thing when we have autism is finding the thing that I don't know. You that, can connect with? Yeah. I mean, ADHD people are similar in that mm-hmm. way where like if you aren't interested in something, it's really hard to motivate. Yeah. But um, I wonder why that is. Maybe just finding something that fits. So do you have any tips on how to find the right job? I think try things because you don't know until you're in it. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, whatever you're passionate about, I would just try and find something in that industry. Yeah. And, and it doesn't have to be like, um, let's say I want to be a pilot. Well, you don't have to be a pilot to mm-hmm. love aviation. You could be in a uh, tangential space. You know, mm-hmm. it could be uh, a operations. Job to, uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that you just have to find something you're passionate about and then find a job in that industry. So mm-hmm. I love baseball. Well, I actually don't love baseball. I, I love either. hockey. But I think it would be pretty cool to work in the equipment mm-hmm. realm, mm-hmm. you know, like understanding how it's manufactured or logistics and how, you know, teams or how a stadium is run, you yeah. know, things like that. So. Totally. 
Mm-hmm. I do concur. Yeah, my advice is to try, about? try a bunch of different things to see what they're like because on paper things can look very different than they do when you're actually doing them. And there's no shame in like starting and stopping jobs. You're young, do it, it's fair. My life has been wild lately. We're moving on. That was just... From the chaos of the job and now job searching, having to take my dog to the vet, which is so expensive. And yeah. also my mental health has not been the best lately. Oh, I'm sorry. My anxiety, depression, and PTSD have been flaring up and it is exhausting. Also, since getting an autism diagnosis recently, it's left me feeling strange and having a mix of remote mix of emotions regarding that. It can be a lot to digest, a lot to process. What does it mean for us? I always tell people who've gotten diagnosed at least a little bit later in life. I'm like, you're still the same you. Now we just have a word to put to the things that were challenging you before. It doesn't change who you are, but it does give you a potential set of tools you can tap into or resources so that you can kind of better understand how to work again with not against your brain, you know? Sure. But I know it's hard. Give yourself time. Everybody feels a little after. In episode 147, y'all talked about boiled peanuts. We did. I love boiled peanuts. They are so good. They are soft and salty. I'm going to have to try them. I love salty and savory foods. You and me, me both. Too. Y'all also asked about foods we always have around. In my house and in Savannah in general, there's a lot of seafood. Yum. Seafood is a staple here. We love to eat fish, shrimp, scallops, oysters, crab, and lobster. My favorite is deviled crab or crab cakes. I don't think I've had deviled crab before. Hmm. Well, is that like Sounds a wet delicious. salad? A wet crab salad? We'd have to look into it. I don't know. It's clearly you know, mixed with something because it's deviled. Deviled eggs. So mm-hmm. maybe mayonnaise, crab. Yeah, I like all those Scallions. Things. I like that. Mm-hmm. Garlic. Uh-huh. Yes, yes. Uh, chives, dill. Perhaps uh-huh. some dill. Yep, I love some dill. I do love crab cakes. Lemon, some mm-hmm. lemon, depending yeah. on how tangy you like it. <laughs> no Miracle Whip. No, uh-uh. Listen, here, 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 here. My mom loves it, though. Not, we had it in our house because she brought it in. She I threw it out that. when she left. Sorry, Carrie. But she brought it into her house. <laughs> Katie also mentioned watching Rizzoli and Isles. I did. I liked that show, too. I'm currently watching Bones. Oh, my God, I love that. I absolutely love it. I've watched Bones, too. I love FBI and crime investigation shows. You and me both. Some of my favorites are The Blacklist. We we were hooked on that for a lot, many, 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 many seasons. Did we finish it? I don't think so. I think we got right to the wards the end. And then we, we did like, it was like one season. They went on a season hiatus. They did. And then we got rid of our regular cable. It got complicated. We lost all our television friends. We did. Womp womp. Or we just forgot about it because we were waiting for another season to come out. Sometimes that happens. Quantico, Fringe, and Criminal Minds. I binged Fringe. Yeah, I watched it with you a little bit too. It was great. the The main is it John Forsyth, the main actor, the the older gentleman. Well, he's not older, but he's he's the the old the scientist who's the show revolves around him. He's a great actor. Is that Fringe? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was thinking that's another one. It's okay. The sci-fi one, and there's a parallel universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With it. the with the um, what's the type of thing they find that like are uh, I can't think of the word, but it's like a stone. They mm-hmm. find things frozen Amber? in it. Amber. Yes. What are some other shows y'all like or have you been watching lately? Goodbye for now from Sarah the Savannah Banana. Um, I, I'm stuck on Rizzoli and Isles right now. I do love what we do in the shadows. Um, we Have we watched anything else? 
basically hockey this say, time of year. And then when I'm not watching hockey, I'll catch a couple of podcasts. It's the playoffs right now. So, Sarah, we'll have to get back to you because I'm just watching reruns of Rizzoli and Isles. I, I do love Midsummer Murders, like I've said before. I love all crime stuff. Um, oh, if you can ever get into uh, Hercule Poirot is amazing. What Fantastic. Is, what is that word? Uh, it's a, the, the detective's name. Oh, okay. Hercule. It's oh, it H. looks like H. Okay, yeah. so I was like, I don't even know what you said. Poirot. Okay. Uh, P-O-I-R-O-T. Okay. It's mm-hmm. a great, it's so well written. Like Ross Perot. Right. Her, Hercules Perot. But that's fair, uh, at least that's how people can look it up. Yeah, so. and it's it's one of the, the great detectives um, that's ever been written. It's like a Sherlock Holmes, and uh, there's been a couple of different versions of it. So if you want, if you're looking for something, look for Hercule Poirot. I was like, I don't, people are going to have a tough time finding that. But listen, we got to get out of here. Katie, you have an appointment. You I have, have to get hang to. out. I got to get. Okay, cool. High five. High five. You guys, send us your horrible or wonderful or whatever travel stories, otdmpod at gmail.com. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Thank you for sending in your letters. We'll get into more next week. We just talked a lot this week. We had a lot, I had a lot to say. All right. Okay. Love you all. Bye. See you soon. Bye.